Hello, and welcome to episode 266 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a non-spoilery review of the new movie, The Batman. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Um, hey, Matt, uh, could you introduce me as Vengeance? Uh, <laughs> Noah has uh, officially changed his name to Vengeance. Hey there. there so, <laughs> so let's... Uh, you know, normally we will have a guest on, we ask them for, for an elevator pitch, and then we go, uh, you know, in depth. But let's do sort of general thoughts as sort of the elevator pitch. And then we'll, we'll, we'll deep, we'll do a deep, not a deep dive, I'm sorry, we'll do a, uh, a general review of, of the movie and our thoughts. Uh, so you, you get to lead off with your, your general, your general impression of the, of the movie. I, I liked it. Um, and uh, I thought it was a good movie. That's sort of my general thought of, of it. Uh, what about you? Okay. Uh, so I, I think I've switched from thinking it was an okay movie to thinking it was, was a good movie. I, I, the, when, I, when I left the theater, um, I was thinking about it, and uh, I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it, was, if it was that good, but I think sort of a day, a day and a half, I guess maybe no, it was two days to, to process it. I, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to like it a little bit more. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I I to, to talk about non-spoilery, but there was sort of a moment at the end of the movie that left a bad taste in my mouth and that that didn't color my like view walking out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Well, um and then I I've been able to think about the movie more over the last 2 days and I don't I don't love it as much as I'm seeing a lot of people online do. Uh, it's getting like a lot of really rave reviews from fans and critics as, you know, just heralding it as this uh, masterpiece of superhero cinema. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would tote it as that, but I, but I do think it's really good. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. And I definitely think it's worth seeing in theaters if you can safely. Um, but also you'll, you'll have a good time watching it, even if it's on HBO max in a couple months. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's, I guess maybe let's go through some of the, the cast and how we, we, we felt they did. Um, we'll leave, we'll leave Batman, uh, I guess for, for the last one. Okay. Um, what was your, what was your thoughts of the, the actor who, who played, uh, Jim Gordon? Um, I'm, I, I forget his name. I know him from, from Westworld, but, uh, yeah. what'd you think about Jim Gordon? Jeffrey Wright. And I was thinking about this today and I really love, probably he's one of my favorite performances in the film. He was really well cast as James Gordon. At, I, I was thinking back over the last couple of Batman movies since, gary oldman playing commissioner mm-hmm. gordon and there really hasn't been a bad one uh so i'm happy to say that he's just sort of like number three in a, in a good line of commissioner gordon's yeah uh, i really like to see like we we haven't it's just always great when commissioner gordon gets to play a big role in the batman um like in the in the plot so it was really cool to see him be able to do that uh yeah, it was great. Like he was, he was sort of, uh, I wasn't expecting him to have as big of a role as he did. And I was very happy that he did have a big role. Um, what about you? What'd you think? Yeah, I thought, I thought he did really well. Um, you know, he was, he, 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 he was no nonsense. Um, he was very much, you know, by the book. Um, 
it, and I, I think that one thing that was really you know great in this is a non-spoiler because this is just this is Batman universe in general. Like with the Gotham um, Police Department, you know, there's always corruption, and like he was like the 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 one guy that we knew um, that we could count on. I mean, yes, it's Jim Gordon, but like he he did that really well. Um, you know, there there was a way that like we were introduced to him, his and Batman's relationship early on in the movie, which I thought was was an interesting way to to do it. Um, they just sort of dropped us in. Um, and I guess this isn't a spoiler either. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I was very worried that I was going to get Crime Alley and I was going to get the pearls, um, but we don't get that here. Yeah, it's nice to have it set in the year like it's two years after he started being Batman. So mm-hmm. he's got a street cred um, yeah, amongst everyone, like the criminals in Gotham city, but also amongst the police officers. So he's mm-hmm. uh, it's cool to see like, yeah, like you brought up how the corrupt police react to him. And then also how, you know, your regular old beat cops react to him. And uh, Jim Gordon's sort of more of a representation of like the beat cops, sort of the guys just doing their job and doing their best and, uh yeah it's cool um uh, I, I thought i thought he did a good job and he sort of added the moral weight to the movie also mm-hmm. um like i would say batman's very gray in this film and a lot of other characters are gray but then there's sort of like when he's around you know like the right thing is being done so yeah. jeffrey Wright was a good choice there to be that character yeah all right so uh andy circus as as alfred uh what, what were your thoughts there fine it was okay i mean like i was i was expecting more from it I, just because it's like you get an actor like andy circus in a movie you really want him to be able to do a lot but he's not in the movie very much and that might be a bit of a spoiler but it, he really isn't like he's not a big role in the plot uh when he's around he's very one note Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't I don't really feel like he was yeah anything we hadn't seen before from Alfred uh like he he felt very like I I would maybe even rank him below Jeremy Irons in like the, for Ben Affleck because like I, he just didn't do much and that's sort of on the creative team more than anything is just not utilizing your Andy Circus, and that's uh yeah, I really wanted to be like, yeah, Andy Circus is one of the best parts, but like, I, I, I didn't really, he didn't really leave an impact. Like, you could almost forget that he was in this movie. Um, what, what did you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, the, I, there's only you know a certain amount of things you're going to be able to do with Jim Gordon. I feel like you're even more limited with what you can do with with Alfred. Um, you know, he's always going to be sort of like, you know. Bruce, I was always there for you. I was trying to do my best for you. You know, that's typical stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder, and, you know, we, we said earlier that he's he's not in this movie. I, I mean, I guess maybe the one thing you could do is if you sort of leaned into the, uh, I believe it's a Jeff John sort of Earth 2, where he's, he's more of like a, uh, you know, an ex-special ops guy that like helps out here and there. I mean, I guess that would be the one way to sort of break the, the mold a little bit. And, and that's sort of brought up in the Batfleck universe mm-hmm. and, and, and slightly in this one too, I think they make a reference to it as well. 
but it's uh there's not much done with it that's yeah. something that like the batfleck films there's not much done with it mm-hmm. um but one thing i will say about the batfleck movies is that uh alfred at least gets to be more like a bigger part of the story mm-hmm. um especially in sort of like the final acts of things where I, I feel like this alfred just sort of sits back and uh doesn't do much true all right so um let's go to to selena kyle um what did you think of, of zoe kravitz in this uh in this movie i really liked her as selena i i got I got excited every time she was on screen and not because she's just really attractive uh, but and sexy as Selena Kyle, but she's also brings a lot of depth to her mm-hmm. that I really appreciated. And uh, a lot of that's the script too. They, they do a really good job of making you uh, root for her right from the start, but also Zoe Kravitz is very good at playing it cool when she needs to play it cool and playing it more emotional when she needs to play it emotional. I never felt like she was hamming it up or chewing scenery or being too dull. I, I really loved her as Catwoman. Um, yeah, like really, really great performance. But what did you think? Yeah, I again, uh, I'm in agreement uh, with you. Uh, I thought I thought she did really well. I thought that this was the closest to, um, you know, in look and feel to the to the the Miller. Mazzucchelli year one um mm-hmm. Selena Kyle I mean uh so I, I thought that that was that was a nice touch um well one thing I wanted to touch on with her and we'll touch on it again with Robert Pattinson is that she and how they shoot her she just had her physicality is Catwoman mm-hmm. like she moves like how you would picture the character to move in real life Mm-hmm. Um, when you're reading the comics but she just captured that physicality so well and I think she has really great chemistry with Robert Pattinson that's one of the main reasons to go see the movie is their their chemistry on screen is uh is really something to behold okay uh so let's see who should we should we cover next uh the the Riddler yeah we can do the Riddler yeah um I I think like I think there are two roles in this movie and we'll probably talk about the next role after this but there are two roles in this movie where it's like yeah there's no one else could have played this part Mm -hmm. and I think Paul Dano is that person with uh not Edward Nigma but Edward Nashton the Riddler Mm -hmm. he's so good in this film and uh I think if it wasn't for maybe some scenes where the scenery gets chewed a little too much like you could maybe see him getting nominated for an oscar for his performance mm-hmm. um but i do i really love his his addition to the like sort of batman world like and i think it'll be like a defining batman villain performance because it's so good and it's it's scary uh, at times it's like weirdly twisted and funny mm-hmm. um yeah intriguing obviously but it's it's really well done and uh you know again a lot of the performance is through a mask which isn't much of a spoiler so you know you get the physicality of of a villain Mm -hmm. really well down really well so he kind of like with selena kyle like she moves like how you would hope like you know in a very iconic superhero way like this guy i don't say he moves like how you picture the riddler to move but he's sort of 
has this like almost like slasher film villain way of moving that yeah. just creeps you out so i yeah i really liked that but what, what would you think of him yeah I, I agree with you that there was sort of two um two characters the you know the mask character and then you know is he's unmasked which again i think you you would be able to get that from the trailer anyway so i don't feel like that's much of a spoiler um yeah i really liked it i mean you know we're going for a more grounded uh world uh so that you know leaning into that sort of zodiac killer uh was really cool you know he's he's not obviously he's not jim carrey from the you know the 90s movies which wouldn't make a you know mustache twirling you know crazy villain so i really i really like that um and uh you know we won't go into it but sort of his motivations when when he you know explains those um you know makes a lot of sense you know a lot of times we've talked about how it's important for the villain um to make a good point not just as to be a villain for a villain you know i i think i always bring up like warmonger and black panther like the points that he makes up you're like ah guys you know a murdering psychopath but you know that point he just made um you know makes makes some sense uh so i, I felt like that was good and I, I i i did like that um yeah i mean and I've, I've seen him in a couple of movies i guess all he does is play creepy guys right <laughs> uh yeah i, I like uh, it's funny as you said that i was like yeah that, that that's about right um but he's uh, I've 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 seen him in a couple of movies too that I really love. Um, he's in like Swiss Army Man, which are well, he's kind of creepy in that movie too. But <laughs> um, but I, I I love him in um, Love and Mercy where he plays um, uh, uh, Brian Wilson from the Beach okay. Boys. That's a really good movie. But no, and but yeah, like he's like I I could see why they picked him because of um, I'm guessing for mostly because of Prisoners. Yeah, and uh, which I love that movie too. Um, which uh, he and he's really good in that. Um, he's a different character in that movie than he is in this for sure. Sure. Um, he's much more of a villain in this movie and he does a really good job. Um, All right. So I think that leaves us with the, with the big one. Uh, well, Rob- one more, I guess there's oh. one more before the big one. Okay. It's, uh, uh, Penguin. Oh yeah. 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 That's yeah. Um, all right. I'll go first here. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, again, it's it's more grounded. Um, you know, he's just a uh, you know a high a high level you know street thug. Um, I mean, the the physical transformation that uh, Colin Farrell does for for the role is is pretty remarkable. But um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, uh, and then some of the things he does at the end of the movie, you're like, yeah, that's that's something he he would do. Um, but I, I thought that, I thought that that was I thought yeah I, I while I don't think the movie is is you know ten out of ten I think most of the uh, most of the main players in in the movie did a really good job. That's a really good way of putting it because yeah I would say, uh, um, I already forgot his name but uh, who plays Riddler? Uh, Paul really Dan. good Paul Dano yeah yeah. Paul Dano, like 10 out of 10 performance. Like I couldn't picture anyone else playing this version of the Riddler. And then Colin Farrell, like, I don't know what he did in order to get into this character, obviously like a lot of prosthetics and makeup, mm-hmm. but also just such a good performance underneath all that makeup. Uh, 
that just it makes him so unrecognizable and just this another like just completely transformed version of uh of the actor um mm-hmm. amazing like never once was i like oh that's colin farrell like that was like the whole time i was like that's the penguin yeah and he was so good that like again another reason to go see this movie is just to see colin farrell completely disappeared it's like tom cruise in tropic thunder level like surprised that that's the like that's the actor giving this performance you know yeah i think there were some ladies uh next to us that maybe hadn't done as much research on it and went in blind and they're like that was colin farrell what when the when the credits came up so yeah all right so all right so now now that uh you you were so kind to re- remind me that we we had forgotten one uh but we still have the big one we have we have the bat we have robert pattinson um i'm gonna let you go first here um so i'm gonna say the exact opposite of what i said about the last two where you know only those actors could have played this role i feel like uh while pattinson doesn't do like a bad job mm-hmm. as batman I think he does a really good job. I don't see this as being something where it's like a revelation mm-hmm. for Batman and in a performance wise, I think how he's written and how he's sort of like how, like how he's shot, I think is really great. And I think, I think Pattinson brings a presence to him, but it's not something where I'm like, yeah, only Pattinson could have done that. Um, especially now in the era of, of like, of just you know we're, we're getting into the era of being able to see so much more because of like the technology that we have so we can see characters do so much more and, and be so much more in shows like the mandalorian that it's not like oh you know only pedro pascal could be like the mandalorian right because it's like he's not the mandalorian all the time mm-hmm. it's kind of a similar thing with this batman where it's like i like what Pattinson does, but I never am like at the point where I'm like, Oh, that was an interesting choice, you know, or yeah, that's, that's Batman up there. I just sort of, I kind of had just like, I got never like a, a real complaint about it, but it just wasn't a performance where I was like, Oh yeah, that was re- like a revelation. And I'll never be able to look at Batman the same way again because of that choice in the performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that that's my thought. What 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 do you think? So, I think in suit he was he was he was great. Um uh, I think out of suit was where I was like, uh eh, not so so much. Like I, I I don't know if this is only like a, a problem just for me, but like it's always like um you know, Batman is is you know, one thing, but then when he's when he's Bruce, he's you know, playing up a, a different thing. You know, I think of like the Christian Bale scene where he goes in and, you know, he's, he's at the restaurant and he's, you know, um, you know, being the playboy to sort of distract, like, I don't know if I like the I'm Bruce and I'm, I'm brooding outside of the suit, like in public, like all the time. Um, but it, it, that just might be a, a preference for, for me. Um, so I don't think it, I don't think it was, I don't think it was bad. Um, I don't think it was great. I'm just, I, you know, I was trying to think of like, who else would I maybe want to, to, to be um, Bruce Wayne? I'm not sure. Um, 
I, you, I, want, I, you want Jake Gyllenhaal? I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that that would be. That would be. That would be the person I would pick uh, to 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 be Batman. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I, I don't know who I would pick either, but I was thinking today that there there has to be an actor that would have been able to give the the performance that Robert Pattinson gave easy mm-hmm. um, with the same exact Bruce Wayne and do just as good of a job. Uh, like, I don't feel like it was singularly written for him for, to his strengths because I've seen movies with Robert Pattinson where he is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, he did uh, Good Time, which was a really great movie. And of course, The Lighthouse, like those two movies recently were just he where he was so good in both of those movies. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of a revelation to see those performances from him. I kind of maybe it was my expectations where I was sort of hoping maybe that he would be playing more into those strengths, but he never really was. Um, but it's still not bad. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about the, I, I like the sort of new take on, on Bruce Wayne being just a creepy dude, no matter what, like he can't hide being just like a weirdo um, all the time. Uh, and I kind of feel like this movie maybe is sort of setting him up to try and be more like his uh typical alter ego of the jet setting playboy okay and that's where i thought the movie was going maybe um and it might it might very well be something in the future but i i really like that part actually though now that i think about it i i like sort of and i think it fits the story that they're telling um yeah so i but i, I definitely love but like you said i love him in the suit there's this when his his intro into the movie when you see batman for the first time is done so well like i was i had childish glee when (laughs) he came on for the first time it was just like yeah that's how batman should be introduced into a movie and there were there were a lot of moments like that with him in there where i was like yeah that's 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 what i want to see from my batman is just that that cool factor Okay, let's talk about things. Um, again, we'll we'll stay away from you know specifics and spoilers. But was there anything that you thought was not handled well, or maybe you know somebody who's read a Batman comic or two or seen a bunch of movies thought like oh, I don't really know about that choice. Was there anything uh, like that in this movie for you? I don't really have anything in the Batman era area, like the comics area, because I, I realized, I realized this, like, I don't know when, but I realized that like, if I want what I get out of the comics, like as far as Batman goes, like, I'll just read Batman comics, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not, I'm not the person who just expects that to be represented up on screen. So I do go in for more of a, like a movie, like from a film perspective, I guess. And, but okay. while, while still appreciating the nods that they give to the comics. So I really appreciated all the nods they gave to things like Hush and the long Halloween and Batman year one. Yeah. And, but the movie aspect of it. So one of the things that was kind of hyped up and maybe I should go in again, a little more blind to this was the mystery of it all. And I really liked it, the mystery. And but it, the movie switches gears about like right at the end of the second act, and all of a sudden it just becomes a pure superhero film. Not okay. like not like a Marvel film or anything. Like it still like stays totally consistent. But the mystery kind of and like 
how it's being solved, that formula kind of goes out the window and it changes up and things become a little conveniently solved Mm -hmm. um, going into the third act. And it's like a really exciting third act, but like, it seems like they forgot, like they like, they just sort of abandoned the sort of mystery at like film aspect of it. Like the, the true crime film that takes inspiration from things like Zodiac and seven. Uh, and then just sort of, just to get to the big third act um, climax set piece. And I loved it. I love that, 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 that climax and that set piece, but I kind of was hoping maybe for a better resolution for the mystery in the movie than what we got. I, I feel like some, the, like, like the remaining pieces are kind of conveniently put together through clunky dialogue and really convenient plot twists. Um, and again, mm-hmm. not to be too unspoilery, but maybe going in knowing this, might improve your viewing. I know that happens with me sometimes where if I go in with low expectations as far as the mystery goes, I think I would have enjoyed it more, but I think it was hyped up too much that like, this is like, you know, I think I heard people say this is a, like almost a crime filler on the level of something like seven or the Zodiac. And it just wasn't. Um, And that's not a bad thing. It just, I, I wish I kind of hoped for more, but. Yeah. What, what, what about you? Okay. Uh, well, I think your, your thoughts on it are, are a little bit uh, deeper than mine. The, the things that, that I, uh, there was a couple decisions that people made during the movie characters made that I was like, ah, they wouldn't do that. Jim Gordon does something towards the end of the movie that I don't understand. And um, I won't say, but he threw in action um something happens and i don't feel i feel like jim gordon wouldn't have have let that happen um so that that was strange for me and that that took me out of the story for a moment and then there's there's an action sequence where batman lives by a, a creed um you know he's got he's got the no guns creed um you know people aren't you know people aren't to be killed or to you know uh, you know, there's no killing, but obviously there's a, there's an action scene and they're doing stuff and, it, you know, people around them are not making, yeah. making it out of that. And I'm just like, I don't know if he would continue this action or he would just let that person he's after go because the, the stuff that's going around to the side and the people that it's affecting they're not making, they're not, they're not, make, they're not doing too, too well. So that, that was a little strange to me. Um, but I, your, your thoughts on it were, were a lot deeper than mine. Mine was just like, Oh, that guy wouldn't do that. And Oh, that guy wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, that's, it, it's, it made for, it made for, you know, an action sequence and then, you know, it moved the plot along at the, at the end of the movie. So maybe those were the decisions that they made. Yeah. I, I think I know, I think I know what sequences you're referencing because it kind of got a little too, it's not, it's not on the level of Batman versus Superman of like Batman, just joyously murdering people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is again, kind of goes against the Batman creed. I, I feel like this movie struck a, a good balance of like, Hey, like I, like sometimes like, you know, he gets pushed into a corner and like, 
the, like, you know, and, and it has to sort of go this way because they're like, the odds are too stacked against him. Mm-hmm. But I did, I still was like, my first thought when things like that were happening were like, I don't know if Batman would do this, but in the context of the movie, we are seeing a Batman that maybe isn't fully formed. True. And it, but here's the thing, I, I say that, and that's the stupid defense for bat for superman snapping zod's neck in man of steel and i hate that argument where it's like no just because you wanted to put superman snapping someone's neck doesn't mean it's a good choice yeah and you know that kind of thing like or because you think he's he's not fully formed because you are you should be making a standalone film i think at the end of the day uh and I think you do owe it to the people who know Batman and you owe it to the character to make sure that he's represented accurately on film. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 one thing I did like about it though was, is that we got a Batmobile without any guns on it, which I was very happy about. Um, True. I, I was ready for something like that to happen again, because I love the Nolan films, but I do feel like, even in those films, like there are too many guns on the, on the Batmobile for like that to be in character for Batman and definitely the Snyder films and even the Burton films are like, you know, just gunning people down with the Batmobile is a huge factor of all those films. Um, so I was happy that the Batmobile was just, you know, a really fast car in this one. True. All right. So I think uh, let's, let's move on to sort of a, a rating. Um, let's uh let's do the typical do you want to do the typical one to ten or do you want to do a different scale yeah one to ten sounds good all right do you, do you want to go first um yeah I, I i put it because like i i i can't really fault the movie too much for my problems with it because it's so well made mm-hmm. i i gave it an eight out of ten um or probably like a seven point eight out of 10 like it's pretty high up there because it's it's really well made it's uh clearly like you know made by people who cared a lot about every aspect of the film and that shows but i do like i said i i I do have issues with it so i can't give it like a full 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 even i i would say it's like 7.88 out of 10 um what about you Man, we are not, uh, we're not like Cisco and Ebert. We're like, we have to have varying opinions. I was going to say, <laughs> se- I was going to say seven and seven and a half. Like, okay. I feel like it's a good movie. I mean, it's kind of hard. Well, I, actually, I, I was going to say it's, it would be kind of hard to make a bad Batman movie, but that has been done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, 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 you know, I might like it more, um, in the future but right now it's 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 a good movie i enjoyed it but it's not it's yeah it's it's about a seven and a it's about a seven and a half for me right now did you go in expecting it to be really good or what did you go in with no expectations i think i went in expecting it to be really good um i don't know if it was i mean it's hard for me to i get i feel like i get excited for you know, just about every, every superhero movie, but I feel like this one, we had a lot of, uh, I feel like, do we have like a COVID delay for, for this? Yeah. I think almost two years. Yeah. So, I mean, we were seeing like stills of them 
um, on in the motor on the motorcycles in the graveyard, and it was just sort of like, you know, your mind for for two years is just like, oh, what's that going to be? Oh, so, um, and I think, you know, just sort of excitement. You 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 kind of feel like it it was going to be a you know amazing. So maybe that's a a little bit of an effect for me. But um, yeah, I, I think I went in thinking it was going to be really really great and i think it came out being really good like i don't know if that makes sense that makes a lot of sense because i think i kind of was going back and forth about whether i expected it to be good or not and then the embargo was lifted on it on monday so i saw all the reviews nothing spoilers but like the the praise coming in for it and um, so i had this like I had this thing in the back of my mind where I was like, it could really suck. Um, and then R could be really great. And then I saw like the consensus was that it was really great. And uh, the parts, I guess I was looking for it to be really great in weren't that great. And uh, yeah, that, that, I think that definitely colored my opinion. I'm going to go see it again. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I want to go see it again. Like I'm not forced. Like I, I want to go see it again. Uh, I thought it was great to see it in IMAX also because it was just I, I, this movie worked really well in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll go see it again in IMAX, but I, I definitely want to see it again and maybe have my expectations at a more realistic place and see if I enjoy it more. Cool. Well, um, I think maybe what we can do is, is two things like uh, we can sit on that second viewing for you, but maybe let's say um two two three weeks from now as we've had a little bit more time to to process it um you'll you know you'll probably have a second viewing of it um and we come back and and you know really get into it um maybe not for a full episode maybe like on the way way out of another episode um you know we we can be like all right now that we can talk about this aspect of it let's let's talk about it but i think that would be interesting to do yeah, that would be uh, get into more of the spoiler stuff because we were very vague about yeah. our, our issues. And I, I would I'd like to get a little more specific about the stuff I loved, too, in the movie. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, you know, Martian Manhunter showing up at the end was I was just like, oh, that was what colored it bad for me, though. <laughs> I just was like, oh, man, we did this in another movie recently, too. I just I'm tired oh. of seeing Martian Manhunter in movies. Oh, actually, I, there, there's one thing I forgot. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from spoilers, but there is uh, an introduction to somebody and we don't, we, we know who it is, but we don't fully see that person. And from what we see, I hope that's not what that person looks like um, in the future. Yeah, that's the part that really pissed me off at the end. Yeah, I, it was. I I don't know if you could tell. Like, I got to the end of the movie and I was just like, "Oh, I'm not happy." And uh, I not mainly because that was an aspect of how he looked. I did not like that. But also, uh, I shouldn't have said the gender. Could be anybody. It could be a he or a she or a they. You know, whatever. But the uh, the person being at the end of the movie really pissed me off too because. Uh, I just, I just felt like it was just, uh, it's like they used a a carpeting tool and they just (laughs) jammed it in there right at the end and it didn't fit. 
you know, so they, but they kept jamming for some reason, even though we were like, all right, we get it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that'll be for the, uh, the non, when we come back in a couple of weeks with the, with the non-spoiler, we can, we can really go into that. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely do that. Awesome. Well, I'd like to, to thank everybody for listening. If you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. Um, also, um, I just want to do another thank you to anybody that would have backed the recently closed out Mossvale Kickstarter. Uh, we've been promoting that uh, the last month or so on, on the uh, on the Kickstarter, and that went really well. So I just want to thank everybody. Um, if you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, and that is at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Uh, just thanks for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.